Good afternoon and welcome to DRN1's Business Shakers, where we will shake the BS of business that no one tells you about and give you useful tips and tricks of how to start, run and grow your business. My name is Bronwyn Lunderstead and I am your host. I'm excited to share empowerment and growth, valuable knowledge that will challenge the way you think, run and view your business as you take it forward into 2021. Business Shakers is designed for small business owners and we will be chatting with various guests about topics specifically related to your industry and field of expertise. So I invite you to join us every Sunday at 2pm here at DRN1 Live, where we will shake things up in business. Tune in and send us your questions and comments so that we can answer them. Also, don't forget to like our page on Facebook at DRN1 Live. Today's topic, networking. I want to go into networking and find out what listeners think about our networking. Is it a useful tool? Is it a scam? Is it a necessity or are you wasting your time? Different thoughts and very different perspectives. I went onto social media to ask the question on various entrepreneurial groups about networking and I will admit the response is very mixed. This poses the next question, do people actually know what networking is or is networking being tarnished by the stigma of a scam? To answer some of these questions and thoughts, I welcome Catherine Fritz from Mama Fritz. Hello, Bronwyn. Hello, Catherine. So a quick introduction about Catherine and more specifically Mama Fritz Events Business Light. Catherine is an incredible event and function coordinator. And I've been to some of Catherine's events that she has organised and I can say that every detail is catered for. I know that Catherine is very passionate about helping other business owners really find their feet and grow their businesses in a way that leaves them educated and empowered. So Catherine, please tell us more about your business name. Okay, well it's Mama Fritz Events and uh, we like to look after our clients like their family. Yes. So we take what that personal group wants and then we do a custom made package for them. So unlike other event companies that might just say, here's package ABC, it's tailor-made for them. So what events do you actually organise and run? I do a variety of different events, so networking events, um, conferences, workshops, guest speakers, corporate packages, tradie packages, exhibitions, online events, training for online events or Zoom training, also, uh, end of financial year events, Christmas events, gala dinners. Wow, that's quite a selection. What does business lights mean? Business lights, lights is an acronym for learn, inspire, thrive, empower, succeed. So it is a, it is a group that has been running for over four and a half years. And the idea is for open-minded local business people to get together and grow, grow as a person, grow with their businesses, learn new things about business and connect with each other. Lovely. Also, uh, going into that, because we're talking about networking and the BS around networking, what is something that you have been told specifically that is BS in networking? It's a waste of time. Yes. Yes. Uh, What else? Uh, Waste of time. It's only for extroverts, apparently. Okay. (laughs) But the people that are introverts, how would you actually be able to go out networking? Introverts can still go out networking. They they are still very knowledgeable and professional in their fields. They have the, well, they're usually the ones that will listen more Mm -hmm. or naturally will listen more, I should say. They can still communicate 
and follow up on a one-to-one basis, which isn't as with an introvert, that's a bit easier than a group of people, isn't it? Right. So with the introverts, do you actually have a, a training package or a, an events that you can actually go for introverts and say, this is how you network? Do you have anything like that? Yes. No, I do run workshops in networking. And also with our business lights, a lot of people say it's one of the friendliest uh, networking groups in Perth. Back to the myths about networking. Now, I've went into Facebook and I actually asked on social platforms or, or community groups within uh, Facebook. And a lot of the comments that came back to me was networking is a scam. It's only for multi-level marketing businesses. It's pyramid schemes. Uh, Others came back, said it's word of mouth referrals. How would you explain networking to the average business owner? Networking is the opportunity to meet and connect with people. So this could be on various levels. So when you're at a networking event, you're actually connecting and you're beginning a relationship. Mm -hmm. You're not establishing that relationship, you're just connecting. Hmm? And then you can say we can meet up afterwards. Okay. So networking is for the business environment. So it could be to meet partnerships or new people to work in new ventures. It could be referral partners. Sure, maybe people may want your product or service. But when you're connecting with them and you get to build that relationship and know them, you're also then opening up a connection to their network as well. Okay. So always think when it's a relationship, I mean, if it was a personal relationship, if you went to a party and you met someone, you wouldn't say, let's save the date for the marriage. Often you would follow up by a drink at another time and then take it further if both of you wanted that relationship. Okay. So it's a similar thing, but it's more in the business arena. So it's taking more of a standing back professional outlook on building new friendships. New friendships, and certainly you will see over time people will become friends. Now, what would you say about people saying it's a multi-level marketing scheme? Amazing. I've never heard that. And I've never thought of it. Yep. And of a lot of the... Networking events I've attended or been to, I can't even see how that would be. Sure, there are some out there that might be a franchise. However, many of them are communities or they're like a chamber of commerce or they might be a private business or they might be people like myself that run a group. Okay. I have never actually thought of that at all. And so that's amazing. I found it very interesting that that was actually a common thing that was being said to me. So instead of me going in and saying this is what it is, it was me asking, what do Mm. you think of networking? With that networking and building those relationships, do you find that you can actually get work via word of mouth? Is is that a, a way to look at networking? So you've built the relationships and the referrals are coming in through word of mouth. Okay. Okay. One thing is it's... It's a mistake to think, oh, I'll go to this networking event tonight and I'll get work. So I'll go, I'll push my card to everyone, I'll tell everyone about my business, surely they want me, and leave. It's not like that at all. So you actually do go. With networking, the best thing is to have a plan or strategy. Mm -hmm. When we have business, we have a business plan, we have a marketing plan. How many people have a networking plan? How would you know what a networking plan is? How would you be able to explain that to somebody and prepare for it mostly? Okay, so with a networking plan, first of all, you sort of look at your avatar. Who am I looking for? What's my ideal client? Who would I work with who may share the same avatar or client? 
when you see a networking event, you don't just go to it. You actually look, well, who will be there? Are they the right people that I need to connect with? Or do those people know the right people I need to connect with? So it's always when you look at someone, it's not just them, it's everyone else that they know. Uh, You need to sort of think of the time. I mean, I find that if there's a networking event, two-thirds of my time of that networking event is actually after the event. Okay. Because follow-up is so important. With follow-up, what do you mean by follow-up? How do you follow-up? What is follow-up? Follow-up is definitely, so you meet someone, you might decide to meet up with them for a one-to-one. So that's organising that. With networking, it's always very good to be knowledgeable, good value, help people with referrals, give them referrals. So if you meet someone and you say, yes, I can refer so-and-so to you, follow up and do it. Okay. Or just follow up, say, lovely to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Or you might decide to just keep in touch, invite them to a different networking event. It's, it's all various steps to building relationships. So with referrals, my main thing is I can speak to somebody and they will request the services of someone else. What happens if I don't know who that referral person could be? How do I explain to somebody going, I know who you should talk to, but I don't have that number? Is that something you think about and do or do you leave that out? Well, it depends. I mean, certainly if you don't know someone, you might know someone who knows someone. Every single person has a network, even if you're not in business. And uh, there was a man called uh, Dunbar. Have you, it's Dunbar's number is 150. And in the 60s, he had this experiment where people could only have a relationship or interactive relationship with 150 people at one time. So during one's life that would change because obviously some people separate, they die, they move away, others are born and they are introduced to new people. Now they say that's actually larger now with technology. It still is what is the closeness of that relationship. For example, I have 3,000 contacts on my phone alone but would I know each and every one of them very, you know, quite well? Probably not. But I probably know about 300 on hand so when I go to somewhere and they ask, people will come to me instead of Google. <laughs> they say, I trust yep. you. Who do you know? And uh, so after a while, you do get to know different people. So it is who you know. So every time you look at someone, it's not just them. Think of at least 150 other people, at least. When going networking, what mm. would you say to somebody to be presenting as? How would they dress? How would they stand the body language, the way they communicate? How does a person network? Oh, definitely. Okay. First thing is turn up early for the event and leave late. That's important for many reasons. Now, be well-dressed. So definitely sometimes if there was to be a dress code, abide by that. But generally you're safe with suit or good shirt, trousers, uh, shoes or just dress Definitely business attire, let's just say business attire. And walk in confidently. So if you are nervous, just take that breath and go in confidently because you are well worth knowing and you know, just hype yourself up, you're going to meet some great people. So just deep breath, walk in confidently. And be relaxed, be fun. At the end of the day, you're meeting people. So when you are talking to people, be present. 
though present is physically and mentally. So you could be physically there, but mentally people will know if you're thinking about your shopping list or what you have to do tomorrow. Or So just focus on them. Listen. It's best to have like a 30-second pitch about yourself and then turn it to the other person. Listen. Listen to what their business is. Listen to their type of clients. Listen who would be their referral partners, their type of clients. Find out personal things about them. Basically, you know, what's their football team? or And you might know this because you might see them on Facebook. So you might get an idea of things like that as well. Be very positive with people. So if you know this person is definitely one football, a football supporter and their team hasn't won, probably don't bring up the football. But if they won that weekend, bring it up. They'll be happy. Fair enough, keep fair it, enough. Keep it positive. <laughs> keep it simple. Yep. Uh, also, you can see if someone does want to walk away from you because of the placement of your feet. So, okay. Yes. So when you have your feet, your toes should be pointing to that person. Okay. If they're wanting to leave you will notice their feet will suddenly be on an exit angle away from you. I'll and be paying attention to feet from now on. <laughs> even your own because you'll know you'll automatically do it as well. So you must be very conscious of that. Okay. And also, I mean, there are so many things. Um, one thing you should never do is corner anyone. That's not fair. What do you mean by cornering? So sometimes someone will come and they will just talk nonstop. And they will just corner that person and the person, they're just stuck there. And it's, it's a terrible experience to be in. So no one should ever do that. And if you do witness that, do help the other person out. That's just a networking tip as a team member. Okay. So with cornering yeah. and listening to somebody going on, what, at what point do you actually go, you're talking about everything other than what you need to be talking to about here and that is your business and and hobbies that are reflective in the business to help you grow your business how do you know at what do you do when somebody comes to you and they've got lots to say about everything but not what you want to know uh you will know they're the type of people that don't take breath and don't listen don't ask questions about you you'll know you'll know the type so it's a polite, I'm going to go over there and have a chat with these people and introduce myself. Yes. And the other thing is you'll find sometimes with networking groups, people will be in a slight circle. And that's quite normal. Even with a party, that can happen. And people do get very intense with conversation. However, with networking, if you see someone approach, then just step aside so that person can sort of get into the circle. Now, when you enter that circle, you're, you're quiet. You don't just go into the circle and say, hi, I've now arrived. You sort of just sit quietly. The conversation will sort of round up or end. And then someone will say, this is, or hello, what's your name? And, and that's how you break them in and you meet new people. If in the event, and occasionally it will happen, not often, but it can occasionally happen, the circle won't let you in. Don't even try, move on. There will be other people at the event. One thing that is good, if you're at an event, you don't know anyone, you see someone by themselves, go up to them because they're probably feeling the same as you. Have a conversation. Then you've got both of you, the two of you now, to go and meet some more people. 
That's a good tip. What is a good number of networking events to go to? So as a business owner, you're new to the industry. How many business events should you actually go to to start getting your name out there? Oh, well, okay, it depends where you are in your business. Generally speaking, people can say eight to ten hours, which would be 20%. If you're starting business, the ratio should be high compared to if you've been in business for a while. And some people find they network, 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 they get business, they stop networking. Then as their business sort of, they don't have as much business, they start again, which means then they have to go back and do a lot more. So it's best start business, you know you have to do a lot more networking, but then keep it consistent. Keep networking consistent, even if you reduce those hours, keep it consistent. And this is all part of a networking plan. So what you should do is work out what type of networking events you're going to. Work out how many hours you will do in a week or a month. And then you get to learn, okay, I'm finding if I meet, for example, if I get 14 contacts, that might lead to five leads, which will usually come down to three jobs. And those jobs are about X dollars. And that's how you really have to start conditioning yourself with your networking plan. Interesting. Now, you said something earlier about a pitch. What is a pitch? Ah, a pitch is uh, very short, very short, a few words about what you do. So you have to be sort of very clever with different lengths of pitches, uh, shall I say. So often at networking events, they might do 40, 60 seconds, apparently 30 seconds 20 seconds are fine. I mean, I've heard a story, I don't know if it's true, but a lady in London or somewhere was had a, a wedding, a wedding business. She started, she's in the lift with Richard Branson and she looked at him and said, Virgin Brides. That's, a, that's an elevator pitch. Okay. So the quirkier it is, it will be remembered. Interesting. What type of networking events should a business go to? A new owner going to... Uh, business, what type of networking events should they go to? Well, there are different types of networking events. So, of course, some you will go to and they would be very casual where people can just communicate. Others will be more formatted where they will have a guest speaker or presenter. Some networking events you actually join as a member and you go on a regular basis and other networking events are just you go and it's up to you just to go when they're on. It's always good to be repetitive and to keep going, be consistent with going to networking events and building those business relations. So different types of events could be sundowners, coffee catch-ups, they could be breakfast, lunches, conferences, trade shows, anywhere where you're beating people. But think of who your avatar is, think of who you would work with as a referral partner. Is there a difference between going to a very organised, structured networking event versus a very casual coffee catch-up? Is there pros and cons to either or? Even with a formatted one, there should still be time to communicate with people. Sometimes people feel more relaxed at a coffee catch-up, but then other people feel better at the more... Um, formal one shall we say and also it depends networking is also sure when people start they think it's just for clients but it is also to meet referral partners people to work with joint ventures 
But also, it's good to meet people in their profession in case you need them. So, for example, if I need a lawyer, okay, I know about eight lawyers, (laughs) but, you know, if you build that business relationship, you can just ask them a quick law question. Okay. And then if it needs to go further, then, of course, you would pay the services. But if I didn't know a lawyer, where would I go? What would I do? It's a different thing. So everyone helps each other and supports each other in the business community. With the events, because you do get the paid events and the non-paid events, the free events, is there a pro and con benefit to going to either one of those? Depends again on the person and the accountability of that person. So usually if it's a paid event and it's one that might be held weekly or fortnightly, if people are paying for it, they're going to be more accountable and committed. Whereas relaxed events, some people might turn up and then they may not go to the next. If they turn up at every single one, that's great. And that's going to give them that benefit. But if they're just very relaxed, that's not building that business relationship. It's not building that consistency and reliability. Going to different networking events, is there a point where it starts getting repetitive? Okay, well, first of all, when you first start networking, you usually go to so many, you have to, you then get to a stage, you think, I have to slow down because you have to actually do some work. Uh, Sometimes they're repetitive. Look, it depends what type. So, okay, you might go to an event which is the same format, but it might be a different presenter. You might go to the same coffee catch-up, but then different people. So it's always good. A great thing is to bring a buddy. So if everyone brings a buddy, then everyone else is meeting new people. Okay. You know, and that's what's good. So with a buddy, can I invite my friend or does it have to be more business related, another business that I can invite? Preferably another business person. And in fact, a networking technique is the wingman, which is very similar to dating. What is the wingman? The wingman is you have someone with you. When you enter the room, you don't enter together. So people don't know that you're together. Right, but you know each other's business very well. So as you're circulating, you're listening to find out what people, what they are looking for, what their pains, desires, needs in life are, what, what needs a service or product. And if they are what your wingman is, say, oh, look, I know someone who can assist. And you take them and you, meet, you give them to your wingman. Very strategic. And the wingman does it to you as well. So that's another way, and it also helps if you are being cornered too. It's a bit of a help, help (laughs) situation, (laughs) but definitely wingman is another technique. What made you choose to go into events and specifically networking events for businesses? Interesting enough, when I started business, I didn't even know what networking was. Oh, okay. Okay, so I'm invited to a networking event and I went along and I was lucky that people taught me. And as I went, I met more people and I just learned. As far as events, I, uh, well, I always wanted to be self-employed. I thought it would be actually as an accountant. And I was an accountant for over 10 years, 14 years in the industry, and I needed a change. So I actually had to look, what would I do if I didn't do accounting? What were my skills? What was past experience in relation to other things I had apart from accounting? And it was a choice of bus tours events management or gift hampers. So I actually started with bus tours and after a couple of years people asked me to do events 
without buses and I had studied events management and I had also run a number of different events like exhibitions and gala dinners and things like that. So um, that's what happened. You were saying that you didn't know what networking was. Is this a common thought process for people in business? I, I think so. I mean, honestly, when you see people first come for networking, they don't know what's going on, a lot of them. They're shy, they're not sure what to say, they don't realise to listen. I'm not saying that generally for everyone, but, you know, they don't realise about referral partners as easy. And I'm just saying that for the... Not everyone's like that, but you do see that happen quite often. And, And once you point these things out and they learn how to deal with networking then they grow as people and their network increases. With your events do you offer education about how to network? Okay well the with Business Lights that is more a networking opportunity and a business education where an expert in the field comes and talks about what they do. So the idea is you learn something and you go home with some knowledge that you use in your business and then of course if you want to follow up with that person you can. The workshops in networking, that would be the one to really teach those networking skills. Okay and how often do you run your events? My events with Business Lights physically once a month, the third Tuesday of the month, January to November and they will go online in April, uh, first Wednesday of the month. And with the online ones, they will be presenters that aren't in Perth, just for a slight difference. Very nice. So yes. what makes yours so different from any other networking events? Well, the online one's a bit different because of that, but also it is more a morning tea one, which is not common as the breakfast or the lunch or the sundowner. So there are people that actually prefer that time slot. It's um, different people every time. As far as presenters, we have regulars coming, we have new people coming. And over the years, because it has gone for over four and a half years, people are doing business. They're really connecting, they're building relationships, they're working together, they're doing business. With the presenters, learning what they have to say, is this, are these specific topics that you bring in? Yes, they vary all the time. So they could vary from, let's see, what did we have? Communication. So March will be all about the pinch and crunch of business communication, which also could be personal communication. Yeah. So yes, we have various topics. So it could be about performance, it could be business communications, it could be PR related, uh, social media. Where can people find information about your networking events? On the Facebook page. How does somebody go about finding information about other networking events? Okay, that could be easily by looking through Eventbrite and often there are businesses that will send emails out for their group. There's always a Chamber of Commerce. There are professional business um, network groups out there. Also Meetup, if you're on Meetup, there's a lot of business groups there where you have the opportunity to meet and go to networking events. There can be uh, your local council, have business events, your industry. So industries may have events. So if you want to go to events with bankers, then definitely find some bankers that are going to invite you to those events. So it's also people, ask people, I want to do some networking. Can you invite me to your networking events? With going to networking events, I know I've been to networking events. 
walking in, what is the mindset that a person needs to have in order to make the most of that time? Okay, be very open-minded, relaxed, positive, know exactly what your avatar is, who you work with and what you're looking for. Is there a varied group of people that go to events, like different occupations and industries? Is it all just, I'm going to say, a mishmash of people in one room? There can be, and that can be good. Because just because you may think, oh, that is a personal avatar, when you go to an event, you're not actually looking at the people there to sell to. Great if they do, but usually it's who they know. It's called selling through the room. So it's who they know. So what has been your greatest inspiration on your journey so far? I'd say growth. Growth. Personal growth, business growth, definitely. Do you have any stories of watching a business grow? I see it all the time with people. Yes, definitely. And I, I love it when you see people join a networking group and they come consistently and you can see them, you know, three months, six months down the track and you think, wow, that you can just see their growth and that's just brilliant. So what is one thing that you wish you had known when you had started your career? Probably more with an avatar. So who you actually want as a client or who your client is and what they want. So what's in it for them? What is their pain, their desire or need that needs to be satisfied. Okay. And with the product then that you take out, what is the perception of that product? Because if yours is different, then slightly different, you're not going to be able to change the educational perception of that. So that has a reflection. And then after that would definitely be professional branding. It makes completely a whole lot of difference the way people see you. Question. Branding. What is it? Branding. Branding, I think, is the image of yourself and your business. Branding is you. It goes down to your morals, your ethics, who you are. It starts with you. Then it can start after that with a logo, with colours, and then that can then be visually seen through media banners, ads, but it starts with you. So a good example I would give, say you went to a networking event and you met someone in the health industry. Now you would expect them to look pretty healthy and fit. You'd expect them to have a good diet. And when you talk to them and get to know them, they probably have this great package and it's brilliant, it's going to be healthy. So when you eventually see them on social media, say you become a friend on Facebook, for example, you would expect them to have logs like, just had my jog, I'm eating a healthy muesli and fruit, but you'd expect that healthy lifestyle. If you, in turn, saw the social media and they were drinking alcohol and eating McDonald's, that is not living by their brand. Walk the walk, talk the talk. Exactly. So the brand will never change. Fashions may change. Fads may change. You know, their products of health may change. Their research may change, but it will always be the same brand. It will always be for the health and benefits. So the brand is you. It starts with you. 
With networking, do you have any memorable moments in networking? Interesting. I mean, when you say that, I don't have anything that actually comes directly to mind. Certainly, I think of some events and I think, yeah, there was a Chamber of Commerce and a Father Christmas walked in or, you know, sometimes someone may have done a different presentation or set up the event differently. Sometimes you get a gift, which is nice. You go away with this little gift and you think, oh, that was pretty good, especially if it's quite quirky. Uh, One thing is, and in business I was told this, when you meet people, people may not remember what you said to them or what you showed them, but they will remember how you feel. And that's how it is with an event. You want to go, you want to be greeted, you want to be included, you want to be respected. But you're also giving that same respect. So I can think of networking events that may not have done that, but definitely most of them do. And the ones that are exceptional, you really do remember. So for someone coming into a networking event, how do they turn that event into something memorable? Can you actually do that? Well, another thing to make it memorable is the speaker or or what's being said uh, Allowing follow-up, good connections are great. So if you have the right hosts, they're going to be connecting you. So you don't actually just let a bunch of people into a room if you know what you're doing. You really need to know who is in the room. And from there, connect them. That's what you need to do. So they follow up. Sometimes people need a hand there. So resources as far as growing your business, because it is networking, it is all word of mouth, is that primarily the way you've grown your business? Uh, definitely word of mouth is the majority I have but also with networking you increase your opportunities with who you meet and the connections you make and people's connections. You get to learn a lot about business and knowledge. You get to have people that you can talk to about feedback, learning new things. It actually opens a lot of doors. It makes you more confident and just it opens a lot more doors. With the one-to-ones, because you keep mentioning that, what is a one-to-one? Good question. Good question. Okay, a one-to-one is when people meet, so usually two people. Okay, sure, you can have three or four, but usually it's two people. And you just talk and you learn about each other's business. So you learn about what the business does. You learn a bit about the person. You learn about their target or avatar or ideal client. You learn their referral partners and you learn something personal too as well. So I think if you are beginning with networking, always make a habit at least to have one of the three. So always when you leave someone, you know at least one uh, ideal client for them, one referral and something private about them. So once you've done the once one, you've got that information, you've walked yes. away. Yes. Is that the end of it or what do you do after that? After that, it de- well, it depends where you both want to go with the relationship, of course. Yep. But uh, that's when you can follow up. You can, if you know their ideal client, you can introduce them. If you know an ideal referral partner, you can introduce them and you introduce it in a two-way situation. You don't just say, oh, here, contact him, he'll do it. You literally introduce them. And email's fine, two-way, three-way email's fine, but you physically introduce the people, the people so that they can, um, yeah, that they can meet. 
And you'll also learn other things about them. So for example, my, one of my avatars are groups of people. So if I meet someone and they mention they're a member of a club, well that club may need an event or a Christmas function. But I haven't actually purposely met that person for that reason. Okay. That's the thing. What do you say to introduce businesses to each other? Is there a script that you can find or do you just go, I know this person, you were asking for this person, here they are, or do you give them a bit more of a detailed introduction saying that this is a person, this is the business that they do, this is how they can solve your problems? How do you do that? Okay, I well, if they're in the room, I would do it verbally and physically introduce them. Otherwise, it usually would be in an email. I put the name of the person, business, telephone number, and of course the email would be above. And I do like a couple of sentences of what each person is and this is why I'm connecting you. So for example, I've connected someone the other day. Now they both had the same target market avatar. One wants their employees, but both of them look for companies with employees, okay? One wants the employees to be happy with payroll. But the other one is looking for businesses with employees to help with culture and that team build, you know, that culture, good culture in a company. So I've introduced them because they have the potential to work together because their goal is the same. It's just a different service. What is something in your business that you have changed now that you're operating fully? Is there anything that you've started and going, this isn't working, I'm going to change it? Is there something there? There's always always things to change, isn't there? But uh, definitely I think you really do need strict policies and procedures, even though some might think it's boring, it is necessary and needs to be updated. Branding, as I said, is so important, professional branding. And you learn the hard way when you start out about that, I can assure you. (laughs) I'm going to assume there's a bit of a story behind that. (laughs) Oh, look, when I started, I, I thought I was a bit creative on PowerPoint and I designed these business cards thinking, you know, with the budget, I'll get a graphic designer down the track and I'd hand this business card over really excited, which of course you shouldn't really be pushing your cards, but you start business, you don't know these things. And uh, people would just laugh at it. And now I look back and I have to laugh too. But at the time, it was not a laughing matter. Okay. Business cards. You saw, said something about business cards. At these events, do you just hand out business cards? How do you give your contact details to people? I'll wait to be asked for a, a, a business card, basically. But what happens if they don't ask? Okay. Well, maybe you might want to link, connect with on LinkedIn. And now LinkedIn has that scanning function, so you can just scan. And it's a, it is an easier way to connect or get that connection. So basically, you're stepping back and asking them, well, waiting for them to ask you for your business card. You can or you can ask okay. for theirs. Because remember, when you go, you only say about 30 seconds about what you do and yep. then you listen to what they do. But if everyone does that, then everyone's having a joint conversation, if you know what I mean. It's not a, it should be a two-way. Fair enough. So with the networking, obviously, because of the myths and uh, the negative comments that surround uh, what people do think of networking, how do you deal with the naysayers or the haters? The haters? Oh, okay. Anything negative. I think it's always a similar approach with a negative comment. Breathe and pause. And then ask them why they're negative about it or what happened. Reflect that back and then turn it around to a positive outcome of what it could be. 
When you're in the networking events, there's a lot of conversations that go on. So the small talk that is there. Does small talk come very easily to people or is this something that you have to work on? It depends on the person. But yes, it's always good to go and know, have some local knowledge of what's happening out there to fall back on with a conversation. But you'd do that if you went to a party anyway. It's just it might be a different topic of conversation. So, But once people start telling you about themselves, you can usually relate or find something. I mean, people like you, people like you to be interested in them. So again, if you see these people on Facebook and you remember, and you should because you're going to this event and often you know people that will be there, if it's an event on Eventbrite or Facebook, you'll see their faces. So you know who's sort of interested in going and could be there. So for example, if you see that they're daughter has just graduated with a degree you can mention it I saw that congratulations you must be really proud about that and they'll light up and they will be so excited that you have acknowledged and know the success of their daughter so it's a bit of research behind the people that are there before you actually get there yes and as I said you know and again with the football if you know someone is a hard or sorry like the football for example if you know someone is a one-eyed eagle supporter and they've won on the weekend and you're not a docker or feel too bad about it, um, you might mention it. Did you have a, I suppose you had a great weekend with the Eagle and they'll be really happy. But if you know they're lost, don't talk about the football. You know, just keep it positive, but keep it directed to them and their interests. So you go straight up to somebody and do you say, hi, I'm so-and-so, or do you go, I saw you on Facebook. What is the best <laughs> way to approach somebody? It depends, again, on your personality. It depends on their personality and if you have met them before or not at all. So it could be, um, hello, my name is your name. That, that's nice to do. And then it could be, oh, what brings you here today? It could be something as easy as that or um, the percent was interesting. What did you find was the golden nugget of the presentation, just something like that. If you don't know them, just bring it back to the event in a positive way or why they're there. And then by then they'll sort of say what they're doing and you get into the conversation. What is the protocol when, come, when saying hello to somebody? Is it handshakes, hugs, fist pumps? Oh. What, what is it nowadays for greeting? The, the, it's the harder. I mean, before we used to just shake hands. That's what it was. Now, you don't know what people are comfortable with. You shouldn't really be shaking hands. But some people, they're fine with that. But then you may not be fine with it. So you need to be very respectful. So I wouldn't go straight into a handshake now. Mm-hmm. Now, I At was this a, moment. I was a big handshaker before, but at the moment I wouldn't. There's just a hello and if people are respectful, they'll, they'll know what's going on or they say, or you can make a joke with it. Normally I would handshake but, you know, at the moment and just do like a little shake of the hands and a laugh and people just laugh. They just, they know what it's like. You want to break that ice. Yes, with breaking ice because that is something that is actually very difficult for a lot of people to do, especially yeah. when you're meeting new people. How do you break that ice? It's always hard. Whether it was a party or a business um, networking event, it's hard to break the ice at times. So, yeah, have topics of conversation just available at the time or, again, about the event in the positive way. So do you have note, note cards? 
that you've got in your hand that you're holding as you go in or are you memorising everything before you get in there? Preferably memorising it. Note cards look a bit and don't put it on your phone because they just <laughs> look so wrong if you're looking at your phone. So um, definitely memorise. But it, it's okay. You only need to remember two or three. So but The phone issue. What about the phone? Where does the phone sit? Well, you shouldn't really be looking at the phone unless you do have it handy because if you want to connect with LinkedIn with the scanning, of course, you will need it handy. And sometimes if people don't have a business card, they allow you to put it in your contacts or you may even ring their number and that means then you just put their name and they've got your name. So you can have your phone handy but do have it on silent. Yep. Definitely silent and not prominently looking at it. So no, standing there looking at your phone, pretending to look busy. No, definitely don't do that. You want to be present and that comes back to being present physically and mentally. And keeping it on silence, you're not actually answering those phone calls unless it's absolutely urgent. That's right. What is a tip that you would give a new person or a business that's coming into networking? What would be your best tip for them? Okay, definitely look at the types of events you're going to. You know, again, are they going to be people you need to meet or do they know and can connect you with the people that you need to meet? That is so important. Then look at the time you're taking because remember with an event, it's not just the time of the event, it's the travelling to and from, it's the costs of petrol parking, it's your time and then you usually have like two-thirds of that time afterwards to follow up. So... Look at the time that it takes and look at that expectation. Okay, if I meet so many people, you know, how will that convert to leads, to jobs? When you are at a networking event, you're just beginning to make that relationship. So you're not physically getting very intense. So you meet a number of people, get the contact and we can catch up. So nothing's worse than when people come and they just stay with one or two people. If you know people that are there, great, say hello to them. But don't stay with who you know because you're not going to meet new people as well. Uh, Listen. So have prepped what you do, like your 30 seconds. Have in your mind who your avatar or ideal client is, who your referral partners are, but listen to the other person. If you're new, definitely come away knowing each person you have met, what's one of their clients referral partners and something of interest for that person. You can remember more, but if you're starting to start with that, then a follow-up is so important. So yeah, go with your business cards on your LinkedIn ready. Follow-up is the importance. I think that is the king of it really, because you can make brilliant connections, but if you never see them again or follow up, it's been a waste of time. Fair enough. Yes, that's true. With networking events, what would you consider to be a really good networking events? Definitely an event where you are connecting. So you arrive, it's professional, you feel welcomed and people are connecting with you and you make good connections and you can start to meet people and build those relationships from there. Now, I know that you do the uh, different topics as you've mentioned in before. Do you have any new exciting topics coming up in the coming months? Oh, okay. Well, we have, on Tuesday, we have Pathway to Purpose, which is five steps for your purpose with your business and life, which is exciting. The next one's on business communications, and it's called the Pinch Crunch Method, which 
we have all been involved with. It's where the relationship starts to go a bit haywire, how you can really get on top and get that to a better level or prevent that from happening. We have performance, so build your performance for your business. We've got mindset, positive mindset in business. Then we've got some financial information. We've got succession planning, how that can help grow your business. We've got PR, how to communicate with journalists for your business. So they're just some of the topics. Very interesting. Okay, so they're more the physical topics. I haven't even started on the online ones. Oh, very exciting. (laughs) Very exciting. Now, how can people find you? Okay, they can find me under Mama Fritz Events. So I am on Facebook. I'm on a lot of social media platforms, apparently. No, I am. Uh, But mainly it's really Facebook and LinkedIn where you'll find the events. And Business Lights does have its own Facebook page as well. Brilliant. So thank you so much for joining us, Catherine. We would love to hear feedback. And if you want to know more about Catherine and Mama Fritz Events Business Lights, we will have more information on our Facebook page at DRN1Live. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our Facebook page and follow to learn more about the great programs we have to offer. Thank Thank you, you. Catherine. And to you, our valuable and fabulous audience. Thank you, Bronwyn. To our valuable and fabulous audience, my name is Bronwyn Lunderstead and please join us every Sunday at 2pm live here at DRN1, where business shakers will shake the BS of business that no one tells you about and give you useful tips and tricks of how to start, run and grow your business.